It's time to talk about Las Vegas with Ira. Each week, Ira David Sternberg talks with the celebrities, entertainers, writers, and personalities who make Las Vegas the most exciting city in the world. And now, here's Ira. It's not too often that I get a chance to talk with three performers at the same time. I never had a chance to talk with Peter, Paul, and Mary, nor for old-time Vegas fans, the Mary Kay Trio, but I did get an opportunity to talk with Bob, Susan, and Paul back in January. Well, here they are again. Bob, Susan, and Paul, you know them as the Cow Cells. The group will be performing this Friday, September 8th at the Golden Nugget Las Vegas. For ticket information, go to goldennugget.com. For everything about the Cow Sills, go to cowsill.com, and you can follow them on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And Bob, Susan, and Paul, welcome back to the show. I want to point out that last time we talked, all three of you were in different locations. This time you're on your tour bus, so all three of you are sitting there together visually. Audibly, you're a little bit of a distance from the mic, but that way people will understand why. So that's good. Oh, so we'll talk loud. Yeah, perfect. Well, of course, Susan, I expect no hey, less. Hey, I hey. knew you were going to go there. <laughs> now, here, there's always sibling rivalry, but the three of you have had sibling harmony. So did you know that from the beginning? Oh, we, yeah, we knew that of each other from the early, early days when we were singing at the house, I mean, in the living room, you know, before they ever left the living room. We knew about that. <laughs> Yeah. Do you and agree? Also, Ira, yeah. Ira, I do want to mention that we have always gotten along. You know, in our family, we had people with green eyes, and then we had people with brown eyes. And it seemed like the people with the brown eyes got along quite well, and then the people with green eyes always had an issue. <laughs> By the way, and, and to follow up with the finality of that, all of our green eyed members are dead. <laughs> wow! Yeah. Well, our that's... dad, our yeah. dad had the green eyes, and our mom had the brown eyes. So the green-eyed, the green-eyed monsters, as you call them. Oh, you didn't call them that. But the green-eyed people are gone. Only the brown-eyed remain. Is this what you're telling me? Yeah. There's some genetic uh, reality. Us and our brother John yeah. really are all that's left. Wow. We really noticed that after the fact. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like we knew it was going on. Yeah. No, when we were little kids. Fair enough. Well, I don't know. I don't think I asked you this before, but it always occurred to me, what keeps you all in the game? You obviously could be doing other things. You've been in the business a long time as a family and as a performing group. So what keeps you in the game? Well, for me, there's sure. two Start with Susan. Is hanging out with the family, and also I need a job. <laughs> it's, it's what I do. If I don't do this, then I'm not found out what you were good at. Yeah, I found out what I was good at, and I stuck with it. Excellent. Not a lot of people do that. Some people go and do something yeah. else, but it's that's good. It's the whole thing. I mean, look, I was blessed to have what I do um, as art. That's right. And sometimes, you know, people have this big dream of doing music and they they think they're just going to make it and make it happen. But you've got to have a job, you know, I mean, and even Susan, although she's never had a normal job, though, she had a Marie Callender's job. She's done it a couple of times, but, but she has always done her music now, you know, and it's always been kind of like a job for her where 
that's where pretty much, you know, what we're doing out here with the Act Together is really a great job. It's a day job of music. But to get to where we are, it took all of us to have other jobs because you just aren't going to eat. You know, if all you're doing is sitting around hoping to become rich and famous doing music, it's not going to happen. No. But the, the reason we're still here, that you asked, why are we still doing it? Because this is the job we love the most. And if you love your job, you don't want to quit. You want it to go on No, you don't. And that's so, true. And I know people in regular jobs who are getting ready to retire who really love their job. They don't want to stop yeah. So, thank God this is our job, you know? And you're all healthy, which is really helpful, too. The healthy part? Yeah. Uh, well, oh, that's the yeah. brown eye thing now. Yeah. As you know now, <laughs> with our family history, we are healthy, yes. <laughs> that does help. Brown. Now, I, of course, it was said that uh, Susan never had a normal job. Is the implication there that she's not quite normal? Correct. Ah, Okay. Right on the head. I had two <laughs> normal jobs. I worked in Marie Calendars for a year and a half as a waitress and in delivery. And I also worked in a distribution company with my good friend Becky. And I was called the Queen of Xerox and uh, I got fired. <laughs> and I, yeah, I, I, do you have any pies with you, Susan, since we're doing this show? And no, you're... but I, can, I make a mean apple. Okay, excellent. Now, is there somebody on the tour bus that's washing their hands or doing some weird stuff? Because I'm hearing a sound in the background. They can keep doing no, it. That's but. just our tour bus. <laughs> we never have peace. All you hear is this vent going 24 hours. Bus is not a quiet existence. Understood. Yeah. Understood. Right. Do you, I assume you use earplugs to sleep and that kind of stuff? You just, no? Get used to it. It's scary. And then when it's gone, you're like, like the world just. Like, it's, kind of the, it's kind of the white, the white noise thing that you yeah. can sort of bury yourself in and, and the sound of the bus at night rolling down the highway it lulls you to sleep that's true it's it's okay but i can tell you one thing about this year's sale when i go home and i'm in my back courtyard and if that air conditioner kicks on making this sound i will run inside my house and turn it off so i don't have to hear it well it I could see it as white noise if it were not intermittent, which it is as I'm hearing it. So that would drive me nuts because you can't, you don't know when it's going to come on or off. In the brochure, you know, when we fill out our application, it says, do you have a problem with white noise? Yeah, must suffer on bus. <laughs> no. But I will tell you, Ira, that once we are in our individual bunks and you close this curtain that's like five inches thick, uh, you don't see anything, you don't cool. hear anything, yeah. uh, any noise you're getting is, is you. It's you. That, that's so the bunk is, is a, a nice place to go for solid. Well, when you guys work out a tour, because as I mentioned, you're obviously coming in again into Las Vegas at the Golden Nugget uh, this Friday, September 8th at 8 p.m. When you are on a, a scheduled tour, so you're on the bus, so you go from town to town or venue to venue with the bus. So the only excitement for you is when you roll into Las Vegas and you see the bright lights. That's right. It's the only excitement. We are starting. Well, the biggest excitement, the biggest excitement of every day on this tour, and the same thing whether we're in Vegas or anywhere, just the show. So I was gonna say showers. Your whole day. Well the showers so probably excitement for the show, that's oh, for sure. Good. Nothing like that. But the show is the excitement. So it's like if you lose track of what day the weekend is first, and then the date second usually, yeah. what city maybe third, right. um, uh, 
as you go along every one night or one night or one night or two. Yeah, I've actually made myself recite the name every day. Well, I was just going to say the interesting thing about this tour is, you know, we'll be doing a show on Monday and a Tuesday and a Wednesday, and only our guys, only our demographic could make a Monday show but because retired. they're all retired. Have you noticed when you go out there, there's no green-eyed people in the crowd? Oh, stop. They're all dead. You told me that earlier. Come on, Susan. <laughs> They're all dead. That was That's an hour. That's RG only. RG. Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> Just wanted to there double check. Very, very sweet people that have green eyes. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad we cleared up the record because that was important, I Wait, think. Me too. I mean, God, we don't need any more controversy in our lives. <laughs> but speaking of records, Ira. Yes. Yes. Records, I did want to let everybody know in Vegas, um, last time we played the Boca Nugget, we did not do any songs off of Rhythm of the World, our new album out. But this time, on the 8th, we're going to start the show off with Rhythm of the World, which is the title track that Sue wrote. And we're going to do that at the very beginning where we usually do Rain the Park. Yeah, and it's going to be super exciting. And then we're going to do four, four songs from the album along with our Right, I remember when you guys mentioned the album the last time you were on. Yep, yep. Well, everything's going great there, and uh, boy, we're selling them like hotcakes out Hot here. Cakes. And the vinyl is very uh, exciting. In fact, when we were in Vegas last time, we had the vinyl with us, mm -hmm. and we didn't do any songs, so but we had the vinyl. Boy, it went right. We ran out of vinyl. People are loving vinyl right yeah. now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They're not so much selling us hotcakes as selling us pies, based on what Susan was telling me earlier where she worked. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so no. we want everybody to come down to, to the Golden Nugget. Come to the Nugget. And, and see the show on Friday the 8th. It's going to be a super-duper show. Super-duper. We're going to be really excited. Yeah. Meet and greet after. Meet and greets are meet and greets are always fun for for fans of performers to get a chance to do that. Something else that the three of you mentioned that is so true. I've talked to a lot of performers this last year who always tell me the same thing as you did, which is the heart. The the best part is getting on, and you called it a, a, in the show, but getting on stage and performing. The rest of it is touring, flying, being on a bus, checking into a motel, the whole all that stuff. Right, and that's what you're getting paid for. Yeah, right. you're not getting paid to the show. We love that. You're paid to get there. Right. It's really exactly. Is, I've had ten performers tell me that in the last year. It's absolutely oh, correct. It's the truth, man. It, it's like when you're performing, uh, it's reciprocal with your audience. You don't really need a financial moment in a, in, in the in the truest moment. Yeah. Right. It's just an exchange of this great happy moment. Without getting and sappy, that, without getting. Without yeah. getting sappy, it's an exchange of joy. It totally is, man. So you don't really want to be paid for that. That's not why we're here. But all the things that go into it, it's no joke. Somebody out here like said, that's no joke. It's a nightmare. Do the math, okay? You're on stage for 20 minutes. That leaves you 23 hours and 40 minutes 
I'm the happy together tour. Yeah. We'll be doing a much longer show. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't figure out that reference to 20 minutes. I thought that's oh, awfully that's short. Our, yeah. That's our happy together. You're talking to us on the happy together yes. tour. Yes, so we're everything related. <laughs> that's all I can <laughs> Now, I have a philosophical question for you. Uh-oh. If the cow sills got together with Richard Harris, you could have a hit with the Rain, MacArthur Park, and other things. What do you think? Well, sounds great. We love Richard Harris. We, we would sign that contract in a heartbeat. Yeah, and the best album ever is uh, Tramp Shining by Jimmy Webb and uh, Richard Harris. Well, get it, y'all. Oh, and Richard oh, Harris oh, also oh, was in our favorite oh, movie. Camelot. Camelot. So we, we love Richard Harris. But I like Harris. the title. The, I like I like. I like the title, The Rain, MacArthur Park, and other things. You see how that combines? Oh, I do too. Yeah, I, I think it can work. I'll call Jimmy Webb. We'll see what you can do. I'm sitting in MacArthur Park. Okay, I ask this question every so often, but I almost know not to ask this of you because you're not this way at all, is that despite okay. all your decades in show business, the three of you do not appear to be at all cynical and or jaded. We are not jaded about that. We appreciate and are so grateful that we get to go out on a stage every night and have have crowds. They're full. These houses are full. Yeah, sold out. They all had to go out and buy a ticket. They get up the day of the show and they got to go out. We're going to a show tonight. They're going, ah, ah, ah. They got to park and they got to get to the venue. And they got to worry about getting home to take their meds. They're going to the show. (laughs) Because we say this every night when when we're, I mean, for real, we're like, God, look, like they have, you know, you know what it's like in a day. And if you've got a plan that night, how easy, especially after COVID, it is to just go, eh, maybe we'll just stay home. Not these people. But they don't. And that, man, and it is a joyous exchange. I remember that's all it is, man. <laughs> yeah. Do you find that from city to city and venue to venue, venue to venue, that the audience demographics change? And is Las Vegas particularly different than all the other places that you perform? We're all boomers. Yeah. We are a generation. Yeah. And we are here, and we're still filling these venues. It's we're still going to our shows. We've got a box that we drop. Boomers are going to crawl down the aisles, man. They're not going to give up. You, I think the three of, I think the three of you. Go ahead. Oh well, I was just going to say the thing about Vegas is that people who are going to Vegas for fun and and you know their vacation have the opportunity at any moment to go see somebody. You know, at one of the hotels, and so Vegas is cool because you're getting people that are excited yeah, to be there, there and then to find a show that they want to go yeah. see and go see it. Yeah. We have a large demographic moving to Vegas from all over this country. Yeah. They're there. Well, we want everybody to go to the Vegas show. Yeah. You never know if there's going to be a next year. Yeah. Oh, not Take again! The, the, the green-eyed threat—he's doing it again. So the oh no, that's just genetics. I know, just your family genetics. Okay, fair enough. The, <laughs> what a, you know, we can't stay out of trouble. We <laughs> What I like about the three of you, and I know there's a, I know there's a slight delay. So I know, so if people listening and watching realize why we're stepping over each other, sometimes there's a slight delay. But what I like about the three of you is that you are unapologetically, <laughs> you are unapologetically boomers. Oh hell yeah! Oh, Heck yes! I thought you were going to say corny. No 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 no. Here's the thing: if, if there was a representation of boomerness, it's right here. I'm 1959. That makes you 49. Yep. Uh, we are the demographic from top to bottom, and uh, 
I'm part of the younger boomers. Thank God we have a whole batch of younger boomers uh, to keep going. You but know? honestly, <laughs> without that, I don't think this would be happening. No. no we are what we ate. <laughs> That's right. It's not happening in any other decade quite like it's happening for us. Right. You know, people are millions and millions. The biggest demographic ever in the history of the world are the baby boomers. We play in towns with some main people. And I always think, well, then, happy together is going to get a little bit. No. No, because those people are coming out to see their past. Right. It's like, that's nice. That's one guy. That's one moment of my life. But over here, it's every summer I ever had. I'm going here. Do you guys ever get too claustrophobic in the touring bus? Obviously, you get, yeah. you, you get, a, yes, because you get, a, yeah, you get along. I would imagine one or more of you would have to get out of the tour bus and go for a walk or a run and get that stress level down because it can't be easy. Even though you're all family, it's still your 24 7 situation. Susan needs to get off the bus more than me. I need to get out of the berth I sleep in once more than me. because I'll have a small panic attack. He seems and fine. start thinking of claustrophobic <laughs> thoughts. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I get you. From a, logistic, from a logistical point of view, and I, this may sound like a silly question, but theoretically, when you get to a town, you're on a tour bus, which you've been sleeping on. So technically, the management could say, well, we don't really need to pay for a hotel room for you guys because you have accommodations on the bus already. And does that I like the, I should point out for those listening that they are, are hitting each other. So has that have you come across that where management says, well why you know you guys already have stuff, accommodations. Yeah, that's why we're here. It's our day off and look at here where we are. We are on the bus. <laughs> we chose to live on the bus. There's a lot of reasons. There's a lot of shuttling if you have these hotel rooms and yeah, and so it's a simpler life if you live on the bus. Our food is here. Everything we don't leave here. toothbrushes, suitcases, yeah. guitars, personal items in hotels. Because look, forget to set your alarms to get up at three o'clock because the bus is leaving. <laughs> we're, we're asleep at those hours. Yeah. That's actually that's very practical. I see that now. What about your writer? Do you still get the the green M and M's put into the uh, the oh, touring sure bus? I got Coming out of my ear. Yeah, it's interesting, just so everyone knows, there are six riders on this tour because it's six bands. And yes, every venue supplies some dressing rooms with the, what the groups ask for. Right. And I think the groups are very different. And we had, well. you know, they all do have riders, you know, and we had a rider that we usually use for our, our big concerts with our band sure. and, and all that. But then we realized how much food was being wasted. <laughs> yeah. It's all right there. So we shut it all down. And what we asked for is a box of wheat thins, <laughs> a thing of free, a six pack of Coke, a six pack of orange soda. And what's the last thing? And soda water. Oh, yeah. The, oh, the, the rice thin. thin. No, rice thin. 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 You know, imagine that every night we're doing 61 shows out here this summer. Yeah, that's a lot. 61 boxes of wheat bins. Who needs that? So we <laughs> leave all that in the dressing room. And, and not feeling bad because it's it's closed and they can certainly give it to somebody or right. go to a food bank. And that kind these, of these venues are pretty good about not wasting their leftover food. They spread it out between their workers. Yeah. And oh, good. Okay. 
Okay, you and, and they also have food bank. I learned because we had an overflow on the bus, and I was like, I got to get this food put somewhere. Can't throw it can't away. Throw it away. And I can bring it to some of the catering at some of these shows, and they yeah. effectively go to food banks yeah. because of this. Yeah. It, 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 venues, the venues feed us very well if you want it. Okay, there's lunch when we arrive, and yeah, there's a big lunch dinner. So you can really chow down out here if you're not careful. But yeah. even the small amount that the three of you order, though, maybe that's something about touring, but none of it sounds healthy, except maybe the weed thins. Well, you manage it. You manage your diet. You manage okay. your sleep. You manage your biochemistry. And we don't usually eat the food that the venues have because it's usually white food, you know, or brown food. And okay. so we, we hit a we hit a Walmart as soon as we can. We get our own supplies. We, we, we have a loaded. juicer or yeah. we have a blender. Yeah. That's great. No, that, that's a great way to do it. This is yeah. what, what other logistical question? I'm just fascinated by the fact that you're touring on the bus. What do you do for, for exercise? Do you just use a venue's exercise room or do you just, as We're we talked to your, What's that? You would, not, you would not believe how many steps you get in in a regular day here from Winston Park you have to walk into the venue. The venues are usually huge. You go back and forth, back and forth, getting this, getting that, moving here, going there. You would be stunned. And you, know, you do 20 minutes of cardio every night. Every night. We, are, we open up. We go out on 10, 12. Yeah. And I have a bicycle that I ride out here. Because I do actually have to get out and away. Yeah. Or at least feel like it. And all the venues have the workout rooms available right. to everybody. They do, they do, but you know, our 20 minutes are, are, it's yeah. our five hits, you know, and the thing is, is that even in our regular shows, we never do them back to back. No, it's still, a party. They're still in the same keys that they were back in the 60s, so we have to change that. We have to never drop the key, and so it's not easy to do. <laughs> no. We come out of a 90-minute show, and you go, whoa, whoa, and then when you say, well, we only have to do five songs on the Happy Together Door. That 20 minutes kicks our butt. Oh, my God. I bet. I bet. High level cardio. High level cardio. But when you come to the Golden Nugget, you mentioned about integrating your new album in with the other songs, the other hits, or the hits. So uh, how do you work that out? Do you just sit down and methodically figure out, okay, we're going to do this song and then that song? I mean, how do you work that out so that the yeah, audience... Our set, our set list produces our old hits, other hits from the era... And our new music, and even folk music from another time. Yeah, we so have a we're a variety show. Right. We, are. we have stories. We have stories. family experiences we can share. Our show is a lot more than four hits. Yeah. And we just work it all in. It's fun. We're it makes hanging it out. Different. We got new. We got old. We got. It's a blast. It's so a blast. I think people should come on the eighth on Friday, September eighth, yep. and hang out with us. Yeah, hang, hang out. out with us. They're going to hear stories. 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 And, uh, New music and old music and other people's fantastic music. Hair color and hairdo. We're going to be excited because it's very exciting for us. Uh, you know, our band is not out here with us. It's just the three of us. Right. Use the house, which is a brilliant really idea. But man, when we get together, it's so exciting for us because we're back and we know we're rocking. And, and it's sure. Wonderful. When you're on stage, because as you know, Susan is the spark plug of the trio here. And so when you're on stage, let's see, Bob and Paul, if, we, if I could phrase this delicately and diplomatically, does she ever step on your lines? 
<laughs> that what? has nothing to do with the show. <laughs> well, Ira, we don't have lines. We don't have lines. No, I, I don't. I don't. I don't mean to imply written lines. I guess I should have said when you're talking. Does Susan ever kind of step over you while you're finishing a thought? Well, How about sure, that? She's done it since she was Susan born. Susan isn't the only one. <laughs> <laughs> Susan, Susan will be the one. I mean, look, I'm just the only one they don't listen I'm to. Talking to minutes before I let you go. So the first million selling single that the group had was The Rain, The Park, and other things, which we talked about earlier. Other, sometimes it's referred to as The Flower Girl, but uh, when it first came out, were you overwhelmed by the fact that it hit as strong as it did? Well, we were overwhelmed we had a hit, but you said when it first came out. When it first came out, we didn't think we had come from two labels and four flops. We weren't assuming anything. And we thought that song title was like, no one's going to remember that. But it was a hit, and still they don't remember it. So that was true. Yeah, but, you know, yeah that, that remains true. It makes the list every year of uh, a titled song that they never say the title in the song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's good. What about, and I'm going to go to you individually, and any of you can start and any of you can finish, but your favorite song from the Cow Sills catalog. And they may, you may differ individually from what your favorite is. My favorite's a song called Some Good Years, and it's uh, actually coming out this coming holiday season with a song called Christmas. Christmas Time. We have a digital holiday release coming out, Christmas Time and Some Good Years. That's our New Year song. And Some Good Years has been on the internet for a while. People are putting uh, cool videos to it. You know, it's the kind of song where you have a retrospective video to it that works. And so that's my favorite. Susan. Um, I, oh, no, I do have, but it's nothing anybody's gonna know. Um, I like a song called um, "Get Away from It All." It, it was on our was it Captain Sarah? Get away from it all, and then yeah, yeah, and get up at the fresh air, fly, fly away, and it went Like it. We wrote that with Mary D. Sorry. That's okay. I would probably say, I mean, if I'm just, you know, there's a million of them, I'd probably, tomorrow, if you ask me, I'd have another song in my head. But a song called What Is Happy. Oh, yeah. It's just just the sweetest song. Yeah, it's just a great, great song. It's just, you know, a nice song. Yeah, what's fascinating is is none of you actually uh, picked any of the hit songs or the the ones that we mostly identify with with the cows. Well, wow. If you had said of your hits, which one do you like? That would have started You said catalog. You said catalog. Oh, you know what? You're 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 correct. I stand corrected, Your Honor. Yes, I did ask that specifically. Yes. And then I'll just go ahead and say we can fly. <laughs> Paul. Oh, for me. Hair. Okay. Oh, Bob. Favorite record. Oh, get record. And before I let you go, we have about a minute left. What do you see? Are you going to be going back in the studio again to record another album soon? Or are you going to have time to do it with all the touring? Bum, 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 bum. 
Ah, the Christmas. Or is that Hanukkah? I couldn't tell. Do that again. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> the councils have never recorded a Christmas album, and we are running out of time. Uh, Excellent. And everybody's pushing us to do it. Yeah, pushing, pushing, pushing. Well, all the blue-eyed councils, I'm sure we'll have time to record the Christmas song. Yes, the blue eyes. Yes. <laughs> because there were no blue eyes. <laughs> Sorry. You're right, the brown eyes. That's right. Green. <laughs> the, well, there was green and brown. Yes. That's why I said it the way I said it. I think I said it the way I said it, but who knows? I'm tired, so it could be either I one. Said it the way you said it, because it's sending it was the same thing as when you said it. Yes. I agree totally with whatever you just said. <laughs> well, that's a great way to leave it. My guests, Bob, Susan, and Paul. You know them as the Cow Sills. The group will be performing this Friday, September 8th at the Golden Nugget Las Vegas. For ticket information, you go to goldennugget.com for everything. About the cow sills, you go to cowsill.com, cowsill.com, and follow them on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And Bob, Susan, and Paul, thanks again for being on the show. Always Thank fun, you, Ira. Always fun. See you next time. See you the show. You've been listening to Talk About Las Vegas with Ira. Each week, Ira David Sternberg talks with the celebrities, entertainers, writers, and personalities who make Las Vegas the most exciting city in the world. Yeah,